0: All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today, none other than the Webley guy. <laughs> What's going on? Hey, you know, it's so good to see you, buddy. Um, it's not that often that we get a chance to see you anymore now that you've migrated and invaded the west coast of the country. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I, I I love that you're happy where you are, and I know that British Columbia is a beautiful fucking place, uh, but, but we miss you around here. So it's nice to see you come home for a visit. It's good to be back.
1: Good to be back, uh, enjoying the the cold weather. <laughs> You're such a bastard, right? You West Coast mild weather motherfuckers.
0: Anyway, you know, for the people that haven't heard from us in quite some time, there's been a lot going on. Uh, I definitely have been wanting to do podcasts, but I have been occupied with other things. And quite honestly, I'm looking forward to doing these uh, more regular again so you guys can enjoy them. You keep asking for them, so we'll keep doing them. And, uh, you know, today I have the pleasure of talking to one of my closest friends uh, good guy and uh, definitely a firearm aficionado oh yeah right the Webley guy and uh, you know I, I thought I thought that it might be a good podcast to talk about the latest
1: exchange. It's a good one. It's a good one, <laughs> you know, ladies and gentlemen.
0: You know, uh for people that don't know the story, I'll give you a brief synopsis. The Webley guy and I have known each other for quite some time. Uh I have lost, you know, quite a few uh collectibles to the Webley guy. Uh <laughs> you know, if you've ever if you've ever had a close friend and fight over, you know, a, a gun uh to get yourself uh the collectible you want and lost it to a good friend because I, I can't think of anybody I'd rather lose one to than you. <laughs> you know, there've been a couple uh you 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 know, you and I met, you know, quite a a while ago when you contacted me saying that, you know, you had fallen in love with the Webley design. Uh, I, of course, had uh, just purchased uh, a second you know, um, Webley Mark six and had no idea how beautiful it was before it arrived, you know, for the, for the old guys that collect these things, they sometimes take pictures with old cameras and, with or the flash on, you know, on. and the, you know, the, the guy I bought it from said, you know, it's, it's in pretty good shape. And, you know, he sent me a picture and it looked like, of course, like a grease smudge on it. And, you know, maybe a scratch, I, I don't know. I couldn't see much. It was a pretty grainy photo, but, but then of course, uh, you contact me before it arrived and you know we start talking and i figure i've already got you know uh one already so you know hey you know what i got i got one coming in now it's it's in much better shape than the one i have uh, i think and of course it 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 happens that I committed to,
1: to getting it to you. We, we already initiated the transfer. We at are, yeah.
0: You know, like the money had changed hands, you know, they hadn't even arrived yet. And I'm thinking, well, okay. And then it comes in the box and of course it's beautiful.
1: It's <laughs> breathtaking.
0: It's not museum, it, quality. museum <laughs> quality, you know, the, probably the, the most beautiful finish I've ever seen on a Webley Mark six. And if I didn't know better, I'd say that this thing rolled directly off the assembly line was, uh, wrapped up in an oily rag following its, uh, time and service in a, in a very comfortable holster and, uh, probably, probably one of the most beautiful collectibles I've ever come across. And, yep, uh, yeah. and, 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 and I've already sold it before I had <laughs> a chance to even, even really own it. And I'm regretting it the minute I opened the box, like, Oh shit. <laughs> right? It's brand new, you know? And, and of course, you know, I, I, I ask you, I remember it was funny because I had already committed to selling it to you, but I called you up <laughs> and, and said like, Hey, you know, um, like do you still want it, or like you know maybe you change your mind? You know sometimes people uh, you know have passing fancies in <laughs> the world of collecting firearms. And you you of course said nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. Made up my mind. It's and staying. It's staying. It's staying. So you know you uh, you collected it from me once the uh, the transfer had gone through. For the people that listen to our podcast and don't know you uh, you of course have to contact the CFO and there are some channels that have to be gone through before you can pass ownership of one firearm uh, from one person to another and. Uh, it's sometimes a lengthy process and I got to hand it to the CFO. They've been doing transfers really, really quickly. A big shout out to the chief firearms office, the ladies down there uh, and, and gentlemen. Uh, I understand that, uh, Andre's just retired. We've lost him. He's oh, a yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, and not everybody loves the people down at the CFO, you know. Like a, there's a lot of people that have their grice, but then again, there are people that'll bitch about anything. anything right? yeah. if, they, if they didn't have something to bitch about, they bitch, right? So exactly. but but <laughs> the chief firearms office has been doing a fantastic job, you know. Uh, they have to deal of course with coronavirus. They're working from home um, in many instances and they've it's been messy. yeah, it's, it's messy. messy. And and they've been doing transfers, you know, exceptionally quick lately, which is really cool. Because because Ontario is known for, you know, it's two months, months, two months waits, but they've been doing them, I think now with a couple of weeks, this was two weeks, this yeah. was exactly two weeks. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really pleased, you know, with the way they've been doing things. And uh, again, uh, mad props to the people of the chief firearms office. Anyway, back to, back to the matter at hand. So <laughs> for, for the people that don't know, um, you know, I, I love world war one and two, uh, pistols and that's that's you know my big passion and uh, a firearm that uh, came by my way I bought it on gunbroker I was one of those idiots that found a way to get onto gunbroker in the United States uh, about a decade ago and 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 I wanted a luger and I definitely had to be one that was of a restricted barrel length and and I really didn't know much about it at the time but I saw this this one with a big long barrel <laughs>
1: And, and I thought, ooh, that's
0: nice, right? You know, and for those of you that are not familiar with um, you know, the artillery Luger, it has an 8-inch barrel. It has tangent sights. It's a Luger, but it has this really long barrel. And it was initially issued during World War I um, with a uh, flatboard uh, wooden stock that would connect to the back of the gun and, and turn it into the, one of the world's first carbines. carbines. Yeah, really, really a cool shooter. Uh, once you hook up that stock, very simple, uh, very rudimentary stock, but solid. And, and, of course, it, it really does extend the range of, of a Luger-type design from, you know, maybe 50 yards all the way out to, like, hey, you know, I was hitting things at, you know, 200 with it at one point. And, yeah, uh, yeah you get a little extra velocity from those longer barrels. And uh, having something mounted uh, to your shoulder really makes it a little easier uh, with a stable platform to shoot from to hit things at extended ranges. I have heard reports of machine gun crews being issued this thing. And in the event of a uh, War. World War one machine gun going down that these things were designed to you know be accessed backup. quickly yeah, yeah backup. backup and you know you could engage targets and of course they were issued with the 32 round trommel magazine the made, snailies the snail drum that uh, is a very desirable collectible in itself uh it, it, generally speaking you're spending about as much as a whole pistol
1: 100 percent yeah 110%. yeah
0: in many cases so so you know this fine collectible comes my way i i, I believe i got it from um now that I think about it, it was it was a family in Maine, you know, and they told me the story over the phone because once uh, once I had sent off you know the necessary payments and had begun to uh, begin the process of importing it into Canada uh, using iron guns. Good people uh, over there brought it up for me. Um, you know, when I spoke to the family, they said, "Look, uh, this was like great granddad's, and we found it, you know, loaded with ammunition in it, <laughs> you know, back in, in a drawer after he passed away, and of course we uh, we passed." down, uh, you know, from uh you know person him, to person yeah from person to person and we're finally selling it and you know i i got it for you know a great price uh it was uh it was only uh, i believe a couple thousand bucks back then
1: this but, was 10 years ago it was quite a while. yeah
0: before before this thing was really appreciated as a as a collectible and uh you know when they told me it was still loaded i asked right away i said do you still have the original ammunition and they were like no 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 we, oh. we, we fired it ah, <laughs> no yeah so so i was i was a little bit disappointed uh i won't say I was pissed, but, uh, you know, it arrives. It's in great shape, and, uh, you know, I've enjoyed it for years. I have brought it out on occasion for people to uh, experience because that's exactly what this is. It's it's a World War One bring back. So uh, some someone uh, relieved a German... Um, of his duty arm. Yeah, of his duty arm uh, by one means or another, and it made its way back as, as a war trophy and uh for those of you that don't uh don't know much about world war one it was a really gritty dirty you know nasty war uh i invite you to do some research if you haven't already but uh, horrible conditions and uh, on both sides uh yeah, the you know, trenches were not nice terrible losses and and so to be able to even hold you know a, a pistol with this kind of great history is a fantastic treat for anyone, uh, that appreciates, you know, the military history, the firearm history, uh, you know, it, it's truly a great collectible and uh, a functioning work of metal art. If you know the Luger design. And so, uh, here I am owning this borrowed design. He
1: borrowed the yeah, design.
0: Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he <laughs> did. You know, a lot of people don't know the, the first semi-automatics, uh, you know, coming out of Germany with the Borschart pistol, uh, you know, you utilized a uh, toggle design, so it's like this locomotive knee joint that, uh, you know, jumps up every time, you know, a gun's fired. The original was actually borrowed from a machine gun design. Yep. And uh, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, they just miniaturized, uh, you know, a German machine gun design to to create uh, this Borchardt pistol, which, of course, um, later evolved into the Luger. George Luger uh, was an employee at the Borchardt plant you know making uh, making those types of guns before he went off on his own and uh, decided to make his own pistols and uh, a lot of people don't know Germany was not the first army to adopt it the swiss were Yep. and yeah, yep. and so the Swiss were making their own, but this this is considered to be one of the more collectible, uh, you know, Luger pistols and the in the, uh, in the uh, Luger family and lineup, and uh, you know I've owned it for quite some time, and it's uh,
1: it's really been an enjoyable experience. Uh, I do have a great deal of attachment to it, <laughs> as you can tell, he's very very fond of yeah, it.
0: I, I am <laughs> I am, and <laughs> you know I never thought I'd see myself uh, parting with it, and, and I and I hesitate to use the word because I, I don't not,
1: want... not it, really it, a it, sale. It, it's, such, it's, such a, it's such a dirty
0: term when you talk about things that you love. But, uh, you know, an opportunity came up uh, to purchase something else that I really, really want. And uh, I know you've always wanted one. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've chased me for a long time. Long time. time. Long time I've been chasing. I, 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 remember, I remember going to Urban Tactical with you and I brought her out. Oh, and, God. Uh, those, those photos, those photos... Uh, I was in see? love. Yeah. They're, they're, I was in love. Yeah, and you fell in love with it. And I've always said no. Absolutely. <laughs> not uh, every time you've asked uh, for this particular piece uh, but it's definitely time to see it go to uh, someone else who appreciates it and that's that's true uh, with all you know collectible firearms oh, 100%, we, we, 100%. yeah we, we don't own them folks we just rent them that's uh, it literally you know, they're they're literally on borrowed time and uh, you know I love the fact that it's going to be going to somebody that you know I, I care about a close friend of mine and someone who will appreciate and take care of it oh, right? 100% you she'll, better
1: she will definitely definitely right? be taking yeah, care of
0: yeah no no, I. You know what? I. I um, it, it, it actually, for me, you know, uh, for the people that uh, don't know, you know, Black Powder Dave, uh, God bless him, is uh, going through some serious health problems. So he's parted with, uh, you know, uh, his entire collection almost, and uh, that's uh, that's definitely, you know, uh, a trying time for for anyone. Uh, and as a, as a firearm uh, owner and a collector, you know to uh, pass along the things that you love to uh, someone else can sometimes be hard. Uh, you know he, he has a Swiss Luger uh, that uh, I've always had my eye on, and I, I know that uh, you know I didn't want it to go to anybody else, and and, and I wouldn't have sold this. Parting, without it, without or, you it. Know, I wouldn't have been able to buy, I wouldn't be able to purchase it and get it without uh, selling this. And, and so that, I promised myself I wouldn't buy anything new without <laughs> parting with something else. And uh, so finally, I, I thought about it, um, you know, why, why not have, uh, you know, somebody I care about and somebody I love own and enjoy uh, something I've enjoyed. So I'd like to think that I'm maturing
1: as a collector. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm get, trying. You get into the the milestone of old guy. Uh, you know, <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day, right? But apparently, I'm maturing.
0: Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, along along with the Swiss, uh, th- this this is a grand collectible and is uh, worth a little more than the Swiss. But uh, it, with it will come the ability to. Uh, obtain and acquire something else that, uh, oh, Yeah, we're
1: going to talk about that one uh, you know what I, we gonna you know, we're going to wait we're, we're going to wait we're going to yeah, wait yeah you know and,
0: and so for the people that don't understand you know as a gun collector if you appreciate history if you really love shooting firearms if you if you really love you know the mechanics of firearms if you really appreciate the you know the significance uh, that they have <clears throat> collecting firearms uh, is is really a passion and uh, something that is you know a little less expensive than you know perhaps collecting cars but
1: <laughs> but not but not not, s- not by much not, by much, not right? by much so
0: so i always tell people you know if you if you if you don't really like firearms just try and understand that if there's anything that you really love uh whether it be golf or fishing or you know playing musical instruments or you know anything you know car collecting or 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 building you know for the people that are right into systems or anything that you really feel passionate about and you sink your money into and you, you know, uh, book holidays around, you know. Literally. Yeah, you know, whatever it is that you do when you decide to come home from work to try and unwind and relax, um, you know. In some cases, it borders on an addiction. Uh, yeah, you know. I
1: would say it's pretty close I, to I, that.
0: I, I, I should, I should probably seek some help of some kind. <laughs> I think, I think there's many of us out there that, you know, might, uh, might understand that. But, but if you, if you're not into firearms, just understand that some people feel very passionately, uh, you know, and, and feel a strong connection to these things, and uh, the idea that this government is moving forward you know with even more legislation like i mean you 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 watch it's it's
1: making it hard it's It's, making it so hard for people people in the city can barely go out to the range as it is and now with this it's going to be
0: yeah you know uh and 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 it doesn't appear that they just want to kill our culture uh it looks like they want to kill the industry too uh because like i mean there there was always questionable um, there were some doubts, you know, about whether or not this was about public safety, and I'm sure some people's minds, uh, you know. But like, I mean, the latest introduction of, you know, airgun, airsoft, paintball to the list of banned and prohibited items really, you know, is a clear indication to me that they're they're just being malicious. It's now. It's not about
1: safety. It's, it's not, not about safety no, at this point. No, we're no. not we're not going to get political or anything. Yeah, That's Yeah. yeah. But it's it's they're not even attacking the the criminals at this point no
0: no <laughs> I, it's never been more obvious uh this This overt attempt to destroy the firearm industry uh is is pretty clear uh there there were a number of Gun stores that have uh, found themselves trying to uh, make up the difference with uh, some sales losses by selling air guns and airsoft and paintball, and uh, I think... They were
1: doing actually pretty good. Yeah. To to offset a little bit of the destruction of the May 1st ban, so... Yeah. It was good that everyone was trying to make, at least make, break even, but... Yeah. Well, you know, Six Hour was uh, importing, and still
0: is, uh, from what I understand, importing, uh, you know, some great pellet guns, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that look and feel some very, beautiful cross yeah, yeah they're really yeah, nice really yeah, nice really fantastic you know uh, blowback you know uh air-driven pistols you yep. know and, and you know uh, i've seen them down at fishing world if you haven't been down the fishing world yet now they're reopened uh they're going to be uh they're going to be providing uh you know great service uh to the firearm community still and uh, they've had they've had some of those sigs down there I, i'm really in, enjoying the fact that a lot of people are buying uh buying a lot of pistols i've heard uh, lately and uh to everyone that's uh, Keep buying. To, Keep buying. Yeah, Keep buying. Yeah. Keep to, buying. yeah to, so, it, and, and everybody that's supported, you know, what we do, obviously, we have a strong connection. We uh, we do the marketing and advertising uh, under contract for Fishing World in uh, Hamilton, Ontario. Great, uh, great store. Good people down there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're definitely providing good service. And uh, they're bringing in quite a few guns and getting them into the hands of uh, licensed owners uh, who are going to be enjoying them, uh, you know, <laughs> For me, it's it's funny. I, I, I've always, um, you know, been pretty clear. There, there's a very um defined line between you know what's going on in the major uh, metropolitan areas you know, you know involving gang activity and firearms and then you've got this uh, group of good people that never break the law and they bend over backwards uh, and jump through endless hoops in an effort to try and please the government and mountains
1: uh, of paperwork mountains, mountains of, pa- of paperwork,
0: yeah you know and 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 maintain their licensing and uh, we're, we're constantly under attack you know and for the people that don't understand uh, firearms you know the firearm community has been terrifically victimized Victimized, and, and that's the term I'll use. Victimized by this government, and I don't want to get terrifically political, but you know, just just to just to just to end this uh, portion of the podcast, I just want to say it. Like, you know, what they're it's it's endless. It, they're never going to stop. Never, uh, you know. Never. I, I am noticing that a lot of the older uh, traditional shooters, uh, you know, skeet and trap guys, are finally getting on board. You know, if you have an older friend, get out there. Uh, you know, talk to them out on the firing lines uh, when you're out in the skeet fields. Let them know what's going on. A lot of them don't know. You know, like they're. Just, they have no
1: clue yeah no
0: clue well that gener- that generation you know is a little less tech savvy they're not using computers as much uh, yeah. you know if they're still watching uh, you know the CBC or the CTV news mm-hmm. uh, they may not be getting the full story yep uh, so it's so it's good to get out there and uh, make it clear to everyone that uh, we're all under fire here and that they're never going to stop and that it's going to be one thing after the other until they completely decimate uh, the Everything, firearm community and, and our culture. And that's and that's really what this is. This is an attack on our culture, folks. And uh, we really got to press our leadership to uh, move forward against this. Uh, we definitely have to elect a new government. Uh, I think that it's really important that we elect a, uh, a friendlier government, uh, whether that be conservative or PPC, I don't know. But I'll uh, tell you right now, anything is better than liberal government who continuously screw up uh, just about everything, but they're definitely going to get this one wrong. Uh, if you uh, are support uh, in support of uh, any kind of bans, you're really doing yourself uh, and, and the families of victims a disservice because it does nothing to combat crime.
1: Nothing. nothing absolutely, absolutely nothing. Nothing at all.
0: Anyway, uh, the other the other thing I want to talk to you about is is part of this uh, transaction, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what? Uh, and, and I haven't and I haven't of course seen it yet, but uh, you know what? I I'm, I'm hearing good things. Is uh, in addition to the <clears throat> monetary exchange, I also have received from the Webley guy a rare treat, a, a 22 caliber Webley and a lot of people uh, don't, target webley target webley you know and and so uh, these these were produced in small quantities they weigh almost I, I, the identical weight to uh, the larger caliber versions of this gun you know the mark 4 and even the mark 6 the comparable weights yeah definitely yeah comparable and, weights. and you think a 22 wouldn't but i guess cuz there's more meat in the cylinder and uh, more the meat barrel. in the barrel that uh, they, they actually duplicate the weight so these guns were designed to be used as training pistols and i am sure that uh, a lot of money was saved on ammunition and uh, 100%. Just, yeah and they just wanted to get people used to the weight and operation of these guns back uh, back during world war 2 and of course for police service as well uh, i yep. think they may have seen some service that way so as part of this exchange the webley guys also uh, agreed to uh, pass on to me a 22 caliber uh, <laughs> webley <laughs> and is it, is it is it is now is there is there a mark designation that goes along it's there? a mark IV. It's, mar- it it's, it's a mark it's a mark IV? yeah
1: mark IV. okay but it takes Mark uh, for thirty-eight uh, Smith and Wesson parts. Oh, really? It doesn't have any special parts. It's no. the only thing that's different is the the cylinder, cylinder and, the and the barrel. It's a okay, but there well, there is actually something a little bit different about this one. Oh, no, this one's special. Well, you know, of course
0: it is. It's this coming from special. you. It's coming from you me. Know, When you when you offered it to sweeten the deal, because I tell you, I was humming and hawing <laughs> on that Artie. I was I was really like you know what I I thought you know I thought to myself, there's no way I can part with the Artie. But the the, the, the deal <laughs> began to sweeten, and I knew I knew that I didn't want anybody else to take uh, Black Powder Dave's uh, Swiss Luger, which is a gorgeous piece. and, and It's going to look nice. It's, well, it's it's a restricted link barrel. That's yeah. It's one of the few, a lot of people don't understand this, but if you're, if you want to own yourself a Luger and you aren't one of the fortunate few that had them uh, prior to 1995 and you're not a 12.6 collector, then you you're had... You're not the, getting an all original. You're, you're not getting an all original in all likelihood. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, Lugers get rebarreled by qualified gunsmiths and the, the originals are destroyed, but there were uh, like the artillery, uh, a, a very, very few, uh, a low number of Lugers that were produced with what would be restricted like barrels. And one is the Navy and uh, the other one is the Swiss, yep. which uh, comes in a different caliber than 9mm. A lot of people don't Understand that uh, you know originally, 30, uh, 30 Luger was the, country, it was the original which, caliber. Yeah, yeah, was the original caliber. So um, you know, I wasn't going to pass an opportunity to uh, have Black Powder Dave's uh, beautiful Swiss uh, in my possession. And so in this in this
1: very very interesting <laughs> trade, you know, uh, it's a, it was a very good trade on it both sides. It's a good sides. trade. I,
0: I, you know, as I said, I know you'll take care of it. But that 100%. but that but that, but that Webley, though has. Um, it's drilled and tapped on the top of the for a special tangent sight. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so, I'm going to put this out there to our audience right now. If you're listening into this podcast and you know where to get, uh, you know the Webley
1: I, Mark IV, yeah, 22 caliber tangent sight. Tangent sight.
0: I I want it. I want it. <laughs> I, if you if you can find it for me, folks. If you can contact me at theCanadianGunVaultInc at gmail dot com and or send me a DM, uh, please either by Instagram or send me an email, uh, I would really, really like the uh, the sites. They're hard to track down. Yeah, well, you know what? With any luck, we'll be able to manage it somehow. I hope so.
1: I'm looking. I've right. been looking. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? It's, uh, it's going to be one of those... Uh, <clears throat> Easter eggs that I'm going to eventually come across, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, so, you know what? I thought I thought I would just do this with you quickly. And uh, you know what? It's really, again, you know, always a fantastic time Oh, it's great, you, to yeah, great to be you know, here. Great to be here always. I'm, you know, and of course, uh, I am
1: going to have visitation rights. Oh, 100%. And, and, yeah, 100%. Thank this, you. This thank is, you. is definitely uh this is an ownership transfer. This is just uh-huh. time borrowed.
0: In in the court order, folks, <laughs> there will be visitation rights granted. <laughs> To Mark Morelli to see his <laughs> artillery Luger.
1: You know? we, saw, we signed the contract. <laughs> we signed the contract,
0: right? I want to see the kids. All right, I want to see the kids. All right. When I come out that way, I'm really looking forward to uh, meeting up with you at a range and uh, pulling the trigger out there in some beautiful BC sunshine. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah, yeah I yeah, love it. I'm really looking forward to that, buddy. Well, listen, you know what? It's always fantastic seeing you. I know you were a busy man and you got to get going. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Great. Great having you here. Okay, folks. Uh, Uh, We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.